welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theme the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Queens got to play pretend like they were on a real life drag con panel. The twist? Their topic was men. Rue, never. It's time to talk about the latest episode of Drag Race 14. I'll be your moderator and host, Michael Block. And joining me on this panel is a queen who can't ever stop talking about men, Hanukkah Lewinsky. That's true. That is true. Welcome um, to me. Honestly. Yeah, I, w- I was going to make a joke and say that you, you're you here, but your counterpart, um, Spill Clinton, wasn't here. Um but, oh, that's a great, a great right, one. I right, need to keep that. Yeah. yeah, you made Bill spill. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, wow. Fun fun times. DragCon panels that are set on the main stage with flowers. Loved it. Yeah. They were really, I mean, they were, this was really just an ad for DragCon coming back. Oh, fully. Absolutely. And I'm here for it. I'm it's a great gonna... challenge, though. I actually really like the challenge. I think it's. I do too. And and listen, I, I think, I, like, listen, one day I will get to moderate a DragCon panel. Um, We'll get there. We'll get there. And we're going to take this yeah. entire episode to make sure WoW is listening so they give me my press pass because I want to go to LA. Exactly. I've gone to the New York ones, but I haven't gone to the LA ones. So. Is it, well, when it comes back to New York, yeah, well, I'm gonna yeah, go to LA first. I deserve it. I'm the only one in the world who recaps all of the world showcase of drag race. One. Yeah. Well, we're not going to talk about that one, even though Spotify spoiled the winner this morning. Uh, we no way. Yeah, they did. They released the song. Um, yeah, I don't want to see it. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's it's off. It's gone. Um, but we are. And then it crashed, do... and then Spotify crashed. So it's all yeah. whoever. It's Ruth's fault. Yeah, well, we do have some drag news of the week we have to share on this podcast. Are you ready? Ready. We have the judges for Drag Race France, including head judge and season 12 star Nikki Doll. We love Nikki Doll. I'm very excited to to see her. Um, I do hope that she's uh, gained a little more of a personality um, because we need to be bigger. I think she has a bigger personality. Don't you dare. Um, but I'm excited. I, I mean, great. she's very famous in France, so I fucking love Nikki. I think she's funny. I think she's gorgeous. I, oh, she's not, not, I think she's a great personality. I think she's gonna be a fucking great host. Yeah, I, I'm very, 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 very excited for her. So, congrats to Nikki Doll. Um, guess what? We'll be talking about it on, on this podcast. So, what give it like two weeks and it's on? Yeah, I think it's really soon. Yeah, good. Yay, Nikki. All right, you're back. For season 14, we've had you on the show before. You know how to do this kind of podcast. Um, yeah. How are you enjoying 14 so far? I love it. I think it's a great season. Yeah. Any standouts for you? Currently Honestly, or, or, or have been chocolated out? I... Everyone everyone knows that Willow is an icon. Bosco mm-hmm. is an icon. Angeria is an icon. Yeah. Is there anyone Very who's not clear. an icon? No, they're all great. 
Mm-hmm. I like really love this season. There have been some seasons, not terribly recently, but there have been some seasons where I really don't look forward to it, and I look forward to every episode this season. Yeah, I really it's enjoy been fun. This, this it's crop it's... queen. Yeah, and that's what's kind of been exciting is I remember when the cast, you know, leaked and people were like, oh, these people are on the show. And I talked to a couple of friends like this cast is bad. Like these are t- what, what are they going to bring? Who that's the beauty. That? That's the Who beauty that? of I'm not going to uh, name names because they want to be on the show. Um, but basically, like, that's the fun part about like having these queens who are, you know, under 10K. They're going to give you something special because they're going to fight even harder for it. I'm very, I was very excited from the minute I heard Miss Jasmine Kennedy was on it. Yeah. She, you know what? She's given us a, a side of Jasmine we don't necessarily get to see in real life all the time, but it's I good love TV. Her. It's good TV. I love her. Well, speaking of, it's after the elimination. Jasmine is feeling relief that she's not eliminated, but it's bittersweet sending home Carrie. Mm. She gets emotional saying goodbye to Carrie via the mirror message, and she shares that Carrie represented everything she wanted to be. She feels horrible that she was the one who sent her home, but let's be real. She wants to win, so this is all inevitable. You gotta send people home all the time. Did you feel like after that beautiful untucked moment, the producers were like, here's a good plot line. Let's put them both in the bottom. Do you think they both deserve to be in the bottom for that lip sync? No. I thought that I I rewatched the challenge. I thought I did think the 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 which group was it red dress the runettes was it the yeah. runettes mm-hmm. i did think that may have not been the strongest group yeah but it but it was made up of strong performers it just did not amount to a strong group right yeah otherwise if if you pulled from there it would have been jasmine and J- uh georges and we, we had to save that for a week yeah and i will talk about it later because i think the producers are playing a very smart game oh fully well, it's time to focus on the bigger picture and focus on the prize. Daya finally wins and she's feeling good. Angeria says they all think they are glad she finally won. Daya says to the girls that she hopes she hasn't come off as bitchy the past couple weeks. And we cut right to Georges, who does one of those Gen Z eye rolls. She's also, Georges' confessional look is really cute. I want that jacket. She's Listen, I clearly... Yeah, like you, love her. you love her. A, I love my little pocket twink. Now, Willow appreciates how cutthroat and open uh, with Daya is with everything. She would like I to be agree. that way, but alas, she's not. Would you be cutthroat? I feel like you would. You're super- no! And then, and then you would be like, you know what? This is a game. I want money because I need money. You would you would do that. So many times. Not once have I been cutthroat. Not once. Ask anybody. <laughs> Never? Ever? No. When I compete, I am happy to be there. All right. Right, okay. I will obviously I want to win. I'm going to put my best foot forward, but I don't need to. I don't need to. I, I don't want to make people I'll, cry. I'll be like Willow. I'll be like Willow. I'll do my best. I don't need to to go out of my way to antagonize people. That's fair. The chat turns to see if anyone was surprised by the placements, and Bosco understands the tops and bottoms, but. All the safe girls did not think that Deja was going to be in the top. They thought she might have been the bottom. And Tasha's a bit gooped. She doesn't think their opinion matters, but she feels like she hit the challenge on the head. I thought she did fine. She was serviceable. What was the runway? Oh, the heart, the heart on. Yeah. Thought she was good. Yeah. The performance was fine. Just fine. Well, 
there are six girls with win. Angie is two. And Jasmine's like, I'm the only one without a win. And then the marshmallow man, a.k.a. Deja, sitting next to her, is like, I haven't won either. No. They forget about her, kind of. I I agree. I think the producers love her, though. She's very good at giving, like, the, well, what do you want to do today? Oh, well, this is happening in the workroom. She's very good at, like, yes. giving the the tent poles for lack of a better term, of the show. I think, and she's great at it too. Mm -hmm. Well, Deja knows she needs a win and she will throw pearls on the stage. Um, You know, just something very simple. It's not pearls. I'm tired. I have watched Showgirls 5 million times. It is one of my favorite movies. It is not pearls. It is beating from the goddamn costume. It is not pearls. Let's get the record straight. It is beating from the costume. Those are not pearls costumes. Watch the season. They get lifted over their heads. It is a beaded white costume with a chiffon skirt. It's beads. It is not. Deja, pearls. are you listening? Are you listening, Deja? Not only to Deja, but to anyone. I say go watch Showgirls again. Um, it's so on HBO, I think. Are you a big show? You're a big Showgirls fan. I love Showgirls. Do you have a Showgirls I, mix? It is one of my favorite. I've always wanted to do one, and I think it would be to Paula Abdul. Of course, naturally, because you know there's because there's that line. It's like we have Jan- We could have had Janet. We could have had Paula, but we want. She's Vegas, and she's very, very sexy. I'm have here for seen, it. How many how many times have you seen Sheen Showgirls? I don't know. Probably not as many as many other the homos. I I'm not a. I enjoy the movie. I enjoy the the camp of it. Um, '90s movies just weird me out. There's something weird about it. I've seen Showgirls too many times to count at this point. It is truly cool. like within my top five favorites. Sometimes it is my favorite. All it right, I'm, I love that. Everything. So after Jasmine drops someone's powder and discussing how she dropped glitter powder in choreography, the, that was the, show, the funniest thing I've ever seen. So good. Um, the, the show did do something for me. Um, they, they gave me a shot of my little baby pocket twink George's lounging around out of dragon and face on the table. And I was like, they did that on purpose to taunt us all. They knew what they were it's doing there. Directly behind you. Yeah. And George is probably watching it back. was like, yeah, I look cute. She Excuse me. Oh my God. She always sounds great. <laughs> She's so adorable. Now Bosco says it's stupid to count anyone out as the minute you do, you let the your guard down, they'll be the one knocking you out. We'll see how that turns out. But it is a new day. It is dawned and Diet is feeling so good off of a fresh win, but she's not going to pretend that she did win. She's going to pretend it's all back to zero. She's going she's gonna to go from the basics. We're not going to get any table talk. I don't know why. There was nothing to say. So Rue arrives. And reveals the mini challenge of the stupid photobomb challenge. I hate this one. I literally hate this one so much. It's so weird. It's, it's uncomfortable. So weird. It's so weird. It just feels like... <laughs> I think that the problem is, is that they film it so far in advance that any cultural references that right. they could do then wouldn't land when it's airing. I, it's silly. It's funny. Bring they back have... the jumping into a pit of something. Yeah, I'm Bring here for it. Bring that back. Um, they have 15 minutes again to quick drag and utilize the snag tights wall. Um, are you familiar with snag tights? Do you have any snag tights? Never worn them. I'm a Capizio girl, but I hear about them a lot, exclusively yeah. on Fridays on VH1. <laughs> yeah, I feel like snag tights, they're like, oh my God, this is a great sponsor, and no one has ever bought them. <laughs> I can tell you, Capizio would be a great sponsor, though. Right? You get those. Get those all right Get so first off diabetti is up to photobomb lil nas x at the tom ford fashion show and diet just wants to squeeze his nipples she's very naughty mm-hmm. 
Very naughty girl. Daya's hot. Yeah. Angeria gets David Beckham and she bends it for Beckham. Love that. Have you ever seen the the Vogue 73 questions with Victoria Beckham? No. You need to watch it. There's some really, really good moments in it. Oh, God. A lot. They're really good. It's really, really good. I'll have, anyway. I'll have to watch it. Lady Camden gets her countryman, Sasha Baron Cohen, and she looks cracked out, and I adore her. Uh, can she bend her legs behind her head? Apparently, she can. She knew she could. She's done, she's done it before. We love Willow Pill is a modern-day Mary Lou Retton photobombing Jake Gyllenhaal, who I still have a crush on. Um, every day, he just still is gorgeous. Yeah, he gets better with age. He does. Um, and whatever, gonna... whoever he's seeing, sign me up. Right? Willow sniffs the dog that Jakey Poo is walking, and I'm like, screw the dog. Give me the gay cowboy. I want him. Bosco. The most modern reference possible gets Pee Wee Herman because I guess we ran out of references. I don't know. I don't know. But is very bendy. She, she's very bendy. Love Bosco. His cast, his cast is so good. It's so good. Georges is going to photobomb Leonardo DiCaprio who, uh, uh, Georges finally looked ugly. She looked like a clown. And I'm here for it. I'm glad she, she, she pushed herself. I love her. I, I literally have, I just love this cast. Yeah. I, anyway. And Deja finally photobombs Sean Mendez. She's gonna pop out of the corner looking like um what she finds sexy. Uh and she's finally showing personality here. It only took nine episodes. I'm here for it. I, I was I was she's mellow. she's mellow. She's mellow. She's got she's she's a very calm, easygoing person. I like it. Yeah. Well, the winner of the mini challenge is Willow. And personally, I was like, none of them win. I hate the challenge, but I thought they, they are all serviceable. They all did what they were supposed to do. They had fun. Um, this challenge was just really a way to get someone to instill a psychological breakdown for diabetes because we knew what was about to happen for the mini challenge. We are doing a cross promotion for Dragon LA, which again, I want my press cops to, they will engage in panels in two groups to tackle the highly fascinating and deeply complex topic of men's is yeah, I quit. So men, man's is hate men. They have to lead a dynamic discussion. We don't need them. We don't, don't need them. them. They have to lead a discussion that's real and real entertaining. And Willow's going to get to choose her full team. Rue's like, no, no, no. You, you get to decide who you want. Yeah, and, you're like, just pick them, girl. And she selects Deja, Angie, and Lady Camden, leaving Daya, Bosco, Jasmine, and Georges. Strategery? Fully. Yeah, but I think it was very fair. She left. I mean, clearly the teams were both equally had, had strong people in them. Mm-hmm. But she picked people who I think could talk around her and not talk over her. That's fair. Diabetti is not happy. Uh, Deja says she has observed Daya's face and she can tell she is not excited by her team. But each team uh, is going to... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just I was going... Uh. Yeah, well, each team must select a moderator for the panel, um, a.k.a. I should just be a panel host, as I said before. But Daya is worried about her team because Jasmine is an energy vampire. Rude as hell! Wow. Energy vampire. I've never heard that phrase before, but I'm kind of excited by it. I I would bet good money. Any New York queen would not consider Jasmine an energy vampire. You would get, you could put put any New York queen next to Jasmine. They will go toe to toe and it'll be the most entertaining night of your life. Absolutely. 
Um, there, Daya is on hashtag Team Leftovers, and and I think she thought that was going to trend. Shady editing, the shady yeah. editing. I couldn't believe. Yeah, and you All know right. when the producer got that audio bite, they're like, "I've got something." They were fucking mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi behind Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, they. The second bite. she said it, they wrote in their notes. They said, "Gold." They said, "Keep wow. it." The Dragon Panel. Daya Betty. Honestly, she makes yeah, go good TV. Daya she Betty does. Has been She's very good. Good TV every episode. She's, She's finally the first villain I'm kind of here and liking. Like she I is, love her. I yeah. love her. We've had villains before that are like bad, but she she is like one you kind of enjoy watching. You want her to fail, but when she does well, you're like, okay, but she's actually good. Talking to some friends, and they're like, she's mean. I'm like, clearly she isn't because all the other girls like her. If you go on social media for 0.5 seconds, it's very clear that she is friends with all of them. Yeah. It's a TV, TV show. show. They need their plot lines. She's exactly. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure she's a lovely person, and you would say that the season is boring without a villain edit. So p- pick mm-hmm. your poison. Clearly Absolutely. people love her. I love her. I think she's great. I think it's a fucking great season. I think they're all fun. I want to get a drink with all of them. You should. Have you gotten to have a drink with any of them? None. I've seen Jasmine a, a lot. Okay. I love Jasmine. Jasmine is all lovely, right. Let- personable, kind. I saw her the night that she was announced. Um, we we are going we to like Hanukkah. Dressing room. We're gonna get Hanukkah to get a drink with every single cast member of this season, and document it. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I'll, it'll be my new interview. There it is. All right. Well, the drag con panel, as we said, is the subject of men's disease. And like Deja, I too like men. How about you? Do you like men? Uh, 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 mm, uh, mm, uh yeah. Mm. That's my answer. That'll be my answer. I That's love my fair. boyfriends. Love yeah, my of course. Very much. Deja starts out sharing that there is more to men than just the people. Not to her, but to most people. So they have to assign a moderator, and Willow is thinking it should be Deja. And she's down. Willow thinks Deja will keep the team together and kick off each topic. Willow wants them to be themselves and not do characters and thinking of it as more of like a talk at home as friends. And I was like, okay, we're, we're, this is smart. We, we have done mm-hmm. our homework. Camden thinks they all have good chemistry as the other team <laughs> doesn't seem... Uh-oh. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. But Camden thinks that they all have good chemistry as the other team doesn't seem like they would hang out together. So they may have flow problems. I was like, why don't you think they would hang out together? Clearly Jasmine and Georges would go dance all night. Bosco and Daya would do weird things. I think they would hang out. Yeah, I'll meet, I'll, me and my boyfriend will meet Di in the bathroom. Yeah. Bosco is going to ask where the word panel takes their team. She thinks instructional or informational or Steve Jobs revealing a new iPhone. She's never been on a panel before, but she knows not to be scared to just talk to people as she has been in customer service since the age of 13. She says she her. is a salty barista. Did you see that when she quit and all of those people lined up for her? Yeah, like for her last day, that was iconic. Um, are have you worked in the service industry? Still do, baby. Still do. You hate it. Oh yeah, it's the worst. What's yeah. the worst story you can share on the podcast? Uh, the place that I work right now, I would say I there are tables that stiff me on tips at least once a night because I work in Midtown and we don't auto grab our tables. That sucks. Listen, I, I'm not going to say where I work because I still need the money, but 
uh, don't come visit me at work. Don't support it. There it is. Well, it's time to select a moderator on their team. And wait, before that, George just needs to know what the word moderator means. What? A, someone's got to help that poor baby. She's dumb. Pretty, but dumb. I, I, I don't think there are many p- panels going on at, where is she from? Play Nashville. I don't yeah, think there's right. many, many, many panels. There. Also, my best friend, George, is like her hometown girl. I love that. Jasmine will say that the moderator is someone who delegates and directs the conversation. Close. Almost there. We're kind of there. I would say that would be my answer. Okay. That's fair. Jasmine will also say that she would love to take on the moderator role. And Daya's eyes got as big as the glasses she made. Um, She is goobed, gagged, and ready to jump down her throat if she actually thought she would be the moderator. I don't know. I think it'd be great. I would see it. It would be something. So Daya asks if Jasmine will be able to cut off as the moderator has to get to the point. Jasmine's like, yes. She says she can just fill in the dead space. Jasmine knows how to talk, but a moderator needs to know when to stop talking. I'll give you one further, I'll say. A moderator needs to know how to listen. Um, It's why I have my guests on my interviews say I'm a good host. Like one of my recent guests has ended my podcast with, you're a good host. And it's like, Will you nominate me for best host for Glam Awards next year? You said uh, press pass to DryCon. Right. Please. Um, also, thank you. Download Block Talk on your favorite podcast platform. Daya is going to stop Jasmine and goes to Bosco to see how she's feeling about that. And she's like, I'm feeling moderated. And Daya's like, thank God we got over that when Bosco saved me here. Georges will even come in and say that Bosco would make uh, a very strong vision for Bosco to open up. Daya says that if they don't lead in a positive note, they will flatline fast, and she would feel a little more comfortable with it being Bosco. No offense to Jasmine. Um, just watched the confessionals to see if she was offended. Mm-hmm. Jasmine is going to be a team player and will say that she will be a good collaborator and not take it, even though she's trying to stand out because she was in the bottom two last week. Is that playing offense, or, or, or do you think she really wanted to be the moderator because she thought she would be the best in that role? I think it's both. I think that at least in like a panel setting when there is a moderator, it really is kind of the standout role. I think yeah. you can do well on the panel, but I think if there is a moderator that's kind of saying like, it, I mean, clearly both of them did a good job because they're both in the top, but it's, it's a very strategic role to set yourself up for a big win or like a big old lose. Right. Jasmine knows that she can overtalk and run a conversation, but she's going to need to talk enough, but not overtalk the others. Um, the Paul from the Guru fame arrives, asking if it's raining man up in there. Not yet, not yet. Team Willow comes over first to reveal that their topics will be a mixture of fun and comedy with serious stuff, including fatherhood. They will have an ebb and flow with entertainment and realness. So Rue's going to ask, what is the thesis of their father talk? Um, and Rue is essentially saying, I would like an Emmy, so make sure you have real issues, please. Mm-hmm. So, the f- thesis here. Rue is going to ask, and Deja says that she does not talk to her father, as he up and left them when she was 14. Her mother suffers from bipolar and schizophrenia, so she couldn't take care of herself, let alone her, the two t- children. Deja, Deja says that they all separated as her mother and brother moved somewhere else, and Deja was taken in by a guardian who filled the father role. Next, Rue is going to ask, who's been a drag con? Deja has, Willow has, Camden has. In fact, I featured her on my website when I met her in 2019. 
Brady Camden? Yep. Love that. You can see the photo. I posted it on my Facebook. It's a gorgeous photo. She's dressed um, kind of like right the now. Union Jack. Um, right now. Basically, Angeria has never been. And now I want to know how she got cast on this show. I was like, don't you have to suck up to be cast on Drag Race? Have you been to DragCon? Okay, so yes and no. Uh I uh have. Don't listen. Uh, So I could not. I was uh, college. I don't remember how much the tickets were. I just, for some reason, I couldn't afford it. Um, but my friends were there and they were like, come to DragCon with us. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'll like, I'll show up to the Javits Center, but like, I can't really get in. They're like, we'll figure out how to get you in. I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, yes. So what we did was I, they gave me the pass, but then my friend kept the lanyard and hung the lanyard out of the pocket. So when we were walking in, I was like, I've got a pass. And the friend was like, here's the lanyard sticking out of my pocket. And we went in. Ah, I love that. Very don't very don't smart. do that. Do not do that. Do not do that. I couldn't afford no. it, and I wanted to see that. I, I, I was literally there for like ten minutes, so it wasn't it wasn't like I was sneaking. What, around. Was it was it sensory overload? Yes, especially because I hadn't started drag it. I was like, this is. Yeah. I, 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 my eyes were like pinwheels. Honestly, yeah, it, it's it's a lot if you've never been there before. Um, which is why I'm excited for LA if I get to go because I know that's even bigger than New York, and New York feels ginormous yeah well Angeria has done a panel before at another con and other pageants uh she didn't win as her strategy then was to kind of wait and speak the winner was more straight out of the gate and rue says to be yourself and talk like you're talking to your friends it has to be fluid and conversational rue is now going to notice a timidness from camden and asks her what she's afraid of people finding out about her she says she's afraid of looking stupid. And Rue says, let that other voice go and be yourself. What she didn't say is, get rid of the inner saboteur. Yeah, she's waiting. Where is this photo of Lady Camden? I want to see it. It's um, if, if you go on my uh, timeline, I posted a, a link to the article that was Novazar is the, the photo. Um, and then you Got go it. to the, yeah. Um, so Rue starts to interpret Camden's lip sync and tells her to apply that to the challenge and she'll win more. Camden knows that she could recoil and bomb and has to not do the Homer Simpson disappearing into the uh, brush meme. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm here for it. Rue reminds them that the people should walk away with real tangible information. I'm like, okay, good, good smart stuff. It's time for Team Leftover, and we learn that the Menzeses are George's favorite subject. How yep. do we also know this? Because she has two daddies, neither of which are me, but I'm not bitter. You're like, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine, it's cool. Um, Daya has been in a relationship for five years with Satan, apparently. And Rue wants <laughs> to know how Satan is in bed, and Daya says, not that good. You know what? Daya's quick. She's very funny. Yeah. Let's talk about relationships. How long have you been in a relationship for? You, you two are a very adorable couple. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we are going on three years at the end of this month. That's incredible. Oh, we're going on three years on March 25th. Conveniently, on March 24th, if you want to see me, come down to Hustle, the Spring La Frequinox at $3 Bill. It is a full-on disco party featuring some of New York's fiercest drag performances hosted by Nani, Tsunami, and Kiki Ball Change, March 24th at $3 Bill. Tickets are available. And it's the day before my anniversary when we've been dating three years. 
Well, do you have any special fi- uh, plans if you're, you know, able to do anything after um, that fun event? Uh, well, we're kicking it off then. It like turns into our anniversary at the event and Andrew and I love everything 70s. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that. Uh, and then the next day we're going to try and get up early enough. Um, and we're going to go back to Brooklyn. There's like a Jewish comfort food dinette type of thing. We're going to go there for lunch. We'll probably walk around Brooklyn, maybe do some vintage shopping. And then we're going to come home. We're going to change. And then we're going out for like a really, we have never, like ever in the three years we've been dating, have never gone out for like a fancy meal ever. Not Ooh, once. Oh, that's fun. Not once. So we're going to like uh, a Michelin restaurant on fr- on the Friday night. We made our reservation. Five stars. Uh, yeah, yeah, five stars. I don't, I don't remember. Um, but it's like, <laughs> like uh, a riff on like uh, Austrian food. It's like very. Oh. I don't know. It's gonna be really fun. And then we're gonna go to a speakeasy in Chinatown. Oh, I love that. Look, that's so sweet. And this one day I'll get to experience that kind of thing in a relationship, right? One day? Yeah, a million percent. There are 8 billion people on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Only I'm... one person for everyone. There are 12. Yeah, I guess. Listen, I'm, I have not been in a relationship since I was in college. And that was also with a girl. Um, and that was a long time ago. Um, like, Four. literally, you know what? You know what it takes for me to go on a date? I'm going on a date next week. Very nice. I'm going to North Carolina. That's what it takes me when I'm going on a trip. That's when I know I'm going to find someone because the but people that's here don't want me. Eight billion people. Eight billion people. If you think that Mr. Wright is walking down the street in, I don't know, Bert, you're in uh, Queens, right? Yeah. If you think that your Mr. Wright is coming down Dittmar's Boulevard every day, eight billion people, baby. Eight billion. Right. There is a Mr. Wright for you on on 34. There's a Mr. Wright for you on Mass Ave in Boston. There is a Mr. Right for you on uh, Sunset in LA. Eight billion people. You know what? This is why you I should have to go on... to Memphis to meet Andrew. You you should be on a drag con panel about men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, put me on <laughs> put me on the one up on dating. Call me Yenta the matchmaker. There it is. There it goes. Okay. Um, Rue wants to know how the team is getting along, especially Daya and Jasmine. And Jasmine says, while they're always at each other's throats, they're frenemies. And Daya notes that Jasmine doesn't know when to shut her mouth. Jasmine says Daya likes to comment on things that don't need to be commented on. And Rue is witnessing why these two are excellent television together. It was great. It was so good. Because they couldn't stop. They didn't want to say any of that, but they couldn't stop because the other couldn't get the last word. It was great. It was wonderful. It was really great. Daya says that she's like a little sister, that she wants to bash her head into the concrete floor, but part of her loves her. Rue is going to I said, I have said worse about my brother, and I love him to death. So <laughs> I was like, I get it. He said yeah. worse about me. I'm, I talk way too much. We, I, my, again, my friends are like, I can't believe she'd say that. I'm like, you have siblings. I know you've said worse about your siblings. Exactly. Chill. Rue wants to know how Jasmine will take a slice of the pie and leave some for the rest of the kids. She says that she does not want to dominate the conversation, but let them come to her with the question. Rue's like, that doesn't make sense. She, she, she was not understanding what Jasmine was saying. Yeah. So that she's going to ask, have they workshopped the topic? And Rue will drop a brilliant reference with Lou Grant's newsroom. Rest in peace to the entire cast of Mary Tyler Moore show. Um, have you watched Mary Tyler Moore? Yeah, 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 of course. I am. 
Stephanie, love, I love her. She's great. You know who was on that show? Betty White. She the, yeah, she was the last remaining cast member of all the shows she's been on. Wow. Aside from Hot in Cleveland. Yeah, don't forget Hot in Cleveland. Put some respect on Hot in Cleveland. Exactly. Well, Ruth says she, you have to put all the ideas out on the table and sort through the ones at, that pack the most power. She says she wants to be fun, but also hit points so people have takeaways. Has Georges learned anything about men that she didn't know? She says knows, no and laughs. And I laugh because she is 21 and apparently the town hussy because she knows everything about men. Hmm. Uh, and Rue is a little worried about that. She's, she's a little worried that the 21-year-old knows everything about men. Rue is going to ask what Georges' relationship to femininity is. And she says it's very clear-cut. She says that when she was five years old, she grew up dancing and watched ninja movies. She was always in tune to her body. She used to walk on her tiptoes and her dad and grandpa would get so mad at her because they didn't want her to be feminine. She was just doing her and having fun. I thought that was a cute little takeaway because I feel like there are a lot of yeah. uh, little boys who are like that. Me? Yeah, you were a tippy toe? Mm-hmm. Especially down Ru- the hallways in my middle school. Rue tells her that this was good shit and wants them to workshop this or they might be lip syncing. And Bosco notes that this needs to be personal, but it needs to be fun. And it's hard to say how it will go. She's thinking this could be a moment for her, but what is a moderator without content to moderate? Bosco's mm-hmm. so good. She's so smart. Very eloquent. Yeah, she's great. It is elimination day. Deja is feeling so confident that her team will hit it out of the park. Daya, Daya is so excited to do DragCon um, because you know all those queens when they sign that contract to be on Drag Race, it's like, you must also go to DragCon even if you hate the show. Yeah. Um, except for Tamisha Mon, I, I think they're like, you know what? You don't have to come. We don't need you. <laughs> oh my god, is she, she not hates, going? I don't. I don't know if she's been announced. I don't. I know she, her, and Willow Wonder do not have a good relationship. No, they do not get along. Jasmine thinks her group is doing better than they were. She is going to make room to let the others talk as they practice. Daya wants us all to know that Jasmine is learning something. She is growing and developing right before our eyes on reality television. Who would have thought? Yeah, a novel idea. Jasmine is for the team, even if the team doesn't have confidence in her. Bosco says the thing she learned about creating, that if something is not working, drop it. Your brain is capable of coming up with new ideas. I think that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. I mean, the evolution of this podcast has definitely been um, drop ideas that were not working. Hmm. George learned that being there and that being there and it never turns out the way they practice. She tells us that when she gets in front of a mic, she gets hella frustrated and nervous. She did not specify if she meant microphone or mic block. So I have hope. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I am of an age where, yes, dad jokes are coming out of my mouth again. It's happening. I apologize, listeners. You didn't. You don't. You didn't. You don't. You deserve better. You deserve much better. <laughs> All right. Camden is going to wear a dark red wig and will look like her mom. And her mom's friend says that she was her uh, the mother. Her mother the first time she got into drag, and we see a photo, and the photo fully confirms it. Um, do you look like your mom in drag? Not at all. Do you look like your drag mom in drag? Not at all. That's similar. All right. Similar energy. Me and Ms. Ball Chains uh, are very, we love the 60s, we love the 70s, we love disco, we love retro. We have a very similar, like, sense of where we like to live. 
Yeah. That's fair. I, I feel like there are a lot of drag artists nowadays that kind of resemble their parents and it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I feel like it, it. it can't be a it can't be a carbon copy thing, but it should be more of like a a similar energy kind of exactly. Thing. We we don't we don't sense? want a, a crystal Jaya moment. I do not think they're I don't think they're alike. It it looks no, not at all. Okay. We're gonna put out a poll. It's Hanukkah Lewinsky. Team right. Hanukkah or Team Michael. <laughs> Deja thanks Willow do for not agree. Deja thanks Willow for choosing them. And Jerry is going to tell Willow that she what she likes about her is a lot. She likes that she is quiet but still has a voice. She realizes she doesn't have to be the loudest person in the room. Willow says she doesn't feel the need to bark. And I was like, ooh, the more she talks, the more I feel like this winter edit is happening. I feel like she's going to mm-hmm. give it a win at the end. Camden will take on the role of a natural voiceover artist as she narrates queens being in a natural habitat, undisturbed, quiet as a mouse. Painting means quiet. Careful not to disturb Angeria. And Angeria just hates how Camden's looking creepy at her, so the tension breaks when Willow belches. I feel like the editors were struggling to find any content for this moment. They had nothing to talk about in between uh, the walkthrough and the main stage. Scrambling. They really were. That's okay. We don't. We don't need groundbreaking Emmy yeah. material every single episode. It's fine. Now on the runway, we have the divine RuPaul wearing, I thought, absolutely brave, breathtaking silver gown. Um, yeah, beautiful two way sequin. Um, mm-hmm. I like if she wore that on the red carpet. I'd say, yeah, red carpet worthy. Yeah. We great. have Michelle Carson and special guest Nicole Byer, who knows a lot about men because she podcasts about it. Um, are you a fan of Nicole? Love Nicole Byer. Permanent judge, Nicole Byer, please. She's great. I really do enjoy her. Now, if we're going to make her a permanent judge, who's getting the chop? Or should Carson and Ross lip sync for their life? Uh, I'll, 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 let's say that. I don't want to voice my opinion. Let's just That's say fair. that. Listen, I, I think they, that would be fun just to have the judges lip sync once. That would be good. Good TV. It's time for the DragCon panels, and we're going to discuss both teams. So let's go. Panel one is Deja, Willow, Angeria, and Lady Camden. Deja's going to introduce the panel as men, a work in progress. Did they pick the decor, or did Deja deliberately try to blend into the background? And also, why does this look 10 times better than anything she's worn on the runway? It's different. I think it's different. I like this look on her. I do too. I think she really she did a great job this episode. She looked she did a great job this episode. But it was just so funny to see what she was wearing and see the background with the flowers. I was like, Mm -hmm. she matched. She did match. All right. They will talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. And speaking of ugly, let's meet the panelists. All right, good start, Deja. She's got the jokes. Mm -hmm. Lady Cameron says hello to all the sexy bitches while wearing Burberry. We stand. She's loving it. Uh, Willow Pill has a hair unit that is bigger than her. Mm-hmm. I feel it's like great. you can relate. You you yes, I feel like your absolutely. hair was that big too. That blonde yeah, you had. That, that was that outfit was right out of the Hanukkah Lewinsky playbook. Mm-hmm. And Miss Angeria, but you can call her Angie. They'll be discussing hot menses, fatherhood and relationships and sex. Um, I bet this was I thought it was all gonna be about daddy issues. But of course. We didn't get there. We didn't get there. The first question is about what makes a man sexy. Deja loves body hair and loves to be exfoliated when she's giving him a <laughs> hug, Willow hug. interjects. 
very good comedy here. Willow says it's complicated for her because she is an anarchist who believes men should be punished for their crimes against the world, but she finds them attractive. She likes feminine men. Uh, you, are you an anarchist? Or they should be punished? I'm, a, I'm a, yeah, 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 all of the above. <laughs> um, she likes feminine men. She discusses mask for mask in the gay community, which she defines because she is educating us. Mm-hmm. I think it's an important discussion about the mask for mask because it's a problem. Very. It's a thing. Smart. And Jerry says that people call her a drag lesbian because she likes to date other drag queens. Everything. Obviously, you are in a relationship. Yes. Had you not been in one, would you at this moment date a drag queen? I wouldn't date another drag queen. I'd hook up with more drag queen. More drag queen. Another drag queen. Do you have a drag crush? No. No. All right, that's fair. Uh, 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 That's a lie. Pythia from Canada season two. There it is. So you like uh, Deja, like Harry Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There it is. Pithy, we, we just started watching season two of Canada like a couple days ago. And I was turning it to I'm like, I'm in love. I'm in love with them. Yeah, she's, she's fun. Um, and Jira says that she finds it sexy to have a man she can share a wig with. Now, I know a lot of drag queens who would... Drag fully, couples. Yeah, they would fully disagree with that because there are a lot of drag queens who would say, you are not touching my wig. That is my wig. Would you, have you have you ever shared wigs before? No. Yeah, they're yeah, expensive. No, a lot of money for putting a lot, put a lot, a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Not letting anyone else wear it. Our next question here is about who their celebrity crushes, and Camden says Blake Lively and covers it up that and says Um, thanks for the assist, Willow. Uh, it did garner a very funny moment, but Blake Shelton really? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was more for the joke than. than I hope that. so. The confessional made us think otherwise, though. Or they just needed to have her fumble a little bit because they needed some content. Fodder. Deja loves The Rock. Uh, she wants what The Rock is cooking. But Deja then somehow makes the segue from dad bod to fatherhood happen. And I'm over being her like, that's kind of awkward. Uh, but okay, we'll go Genius. there. Angeria reveals that she has an amazing relationship with her dad. And when Rue hears this, she says, Angeria, I'm sorry, my dear. You are no longer vying for the crown. I need a sob story. <laughs> On a serious note, Angeria says that where she is from, having a father accept her, being gay, and doing drag is a huge, as there are children out there who are led to believe that loving your gay child somehow makes you less masculine. We don't really hear much about the parents' perspective as we did in this panel, um, mm-hmm. both panels really, we hear about how the fathers are really not necessarily not okay with their child being gay or being a drag queen. It's more so about how it makes them feel in the peer. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? Very, it was very interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. If we're being honest. Willow says that her dad died when she was 11. They had a rocky relationship, and she said he knew she was gay, and the giveaway was wearing a sequin headband as a bra. Mm -hmm. But to lighten the moment, Camden asks if she still fits in it, and Willow jokes that she wore it for her entrance look. She says says to the parents out there that they, if they don't want to embrace your child, do it now. There may not be a later. I thought, again, Willow's very, very good here. She can be funny, but she can also 
be very yeah she's brilliant she's a really really smart person camden says that she hid a lot of who she was from her dad as she lived in fear of what he was thinking she trained herself to be cautious and a lot of those feelings came back up when she did drag she didn't want him to know but when he found out he called her and said he loved her and wished she didn't hide it from him she goes on to say that sometimes it's up to the child to be open and willing and ready to receive that love as you as your fear is holding you back again brilliant very smart people here very smart Deja does not have a relationship with her father but she called a boy cute when she was eight and her dad chased her around the yard beat her ass and told her you do not say that about a boy as he did not want to raise a quote-unquote pussy she says it stuck with her until she came out at the age of 18 mm-hmm. everyone has similar stories mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a thing in the gay community and you know what when when um certain states decide you know what you can't say gay and this is you can say florida yeah you can say florida they passed it today and they're all fucking shit that legislative house is absolutely disgusting and you know what? At the end of the day, it's going to be detrimental, and I hope there are going to be um, organizations that are going to fight it and and mm-hmm. and try to get it reversed and sue. And I hope we will all be there to support it. But at the end of the day, there are shows like this that can still give an outlet to those yeah. people needing help. Yeah. The discussion is now going to turn to who is single, and apparently they all are. Willow has never had sex or been in a relationship because she only does anal rule laughs uh she finds dating difficult because she is not a confident person out of drag and says her chronic illness makes her feel like a sad victorian doll and in drag she feels like a sad victorian doll with whore makeup on she (laughs) then says that she has a disability in her fingers and wrists that makes her give really bad hand jobs which is tragic Mm -hmm. funny this is funny this is the content we needed yeah it's a really good really good panel because if you can't read yourself, how are you going to read anybody else? Exactly. Exactly. Angeria says hooking up is difficult because men don't work for it. She says it's like ordering a pizza. It shows up at your door 15 <laughs> minutes after you order it, hot and ready. Which is so true. I'm ready. The final thoughts include Willow saying, men, a work in progress is all fun to talk and joke about, but it's a work for generations so people don't have to feel this pain. Mm-hmm. Angeria says to the dads, man up, take responsibility and love your child. And if you need a date, call Deja. Overall, I I thought this script did really well. Strong panel. Camden was fine when she spoke, but you could tell that she was a bit lost in the conversation. Um, Mm I'm going to say something I haven't said all season. Deja was the best she's been all season. She was. She was great. She really, really shined. shined. And Willow and Angie were really good for comedy. Mm -hmm. Good group. Good group. Next up, we got Bosco, Daya, Jasmine, and Georges. Bosco introduced the second panel as men. Electric Boogaloo Part 2. Now with more men. It was giving winner. The minute she said that, I was like, oh, well, I guess she's winning. She starts off with, when she thinks of men, so many questions come to mind, like, why, for what, and honestly. Facts (laughs) are facts, America. She introduces the panel of the multifaceted yet complex Daya Betty, who is neon yellow and really showing off that bald head. I'm here for it. There was, a, there was a long period of the season where she was not showcasing it. And now, like the past two episodes, she's really owning the baldness because she's always wearing a hat. Yep, she looks great. We have the incredibly quiet and subtle Jasmine Kennedy, who has very much aged herself with that look. It was giving uh, Tammy Faye a little bit. Yeah, very much so. 
Um, and maybe she's born with it, or maybe she's born for this. It's Georgia's. So how do men navigate the world? Bosco calls this second segment, You've Got Male Privilege. We love a good pun. Good pun. She doesn't ask the question, Jasmine, do you think it's easier for men? And Jasmine jumps right in and says, oh my God, yes. This was a funny play into her character as well as, you know, giving the answer of yes. Um, because again, if you can't read yourself, if you can't understand you are a talker, you can't make this moment work. Right. Very smart. After the ha-ha of it all, Jasmine shares that male privilege is kind of fundamental in society. She says it's taught at a young age, like in middle school, men get to do and wear what they want. Women, if you wore a spaghetti strap or a skirt, it's over. She says we put too much pressure on how women and children are supposed to work. And then Jasmine starts to stumble and bumble and loses all sense of what she was talking about. <laughs> I think her points were smart. I think it, it, yeah, I it was... She's also coming from the perspective of someone who compared to me has been more recently in you know high school um so yeah. she understands the world of spaghetti straps and the and I, like i remember in in high school and middle school like watching some girls have to like stand up and put their arms to the side because their skirt yeah. might have been too short so stupid it's so stupid it's so stupid wear what you want to wear i agree Daya comes in about being at parties and about guys talking about their number of how many girls they've slept with. But if a girl did that, they are immediately slut shamed. Bosco says that it's something that follows them from boys to men. And then she does a nineties dab. Now you, you say you like the sixties and seventies. Are you a fan of the nineties? Yeah. 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 The brand fine of it all. Okay. I was going to say, what's your favorite nineties um, reference? Was, there, there it is. Brand fine. hundred percent. Is that your snatch game character? Absolutely. <laughs> Sherry Lewis, pretty your first. Sherry Lewis. Wow. Oh my God. Do you have lamb chop? No, but I will get a lamb chop and it'll be dirty and filthy and um, so wrong. And you know, we will love it. I'm here for it because everybody loves puppets. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Very smart. Bosco says, that she doesn't think every man utilizes their male privilege as a weapon, but it comes from societal expectation and internalized into something Whitney Spears calls toxic. Bosco is very funny, but she's able to get the actual content in the comments. Yeah. It's she's very good. Toxic masculinity is the next topic, and Georges gets the lead on this one. And oh boy, was this a little rough. She mm-hmm. says her dad is a fan of her drag, but after Bosco leads her in, she's going to stumble talking about how she knew about toxic masculinity at a very young age. We hear the tiptoe story and shares that she didn't understand why it was a problem. And the moment she lost it for me is when she started to reference actually being at DragCon, like the panel they were sitting at was actually at a physical DragCon. Um, there's only so much belief we can yeah. suspend. I was like, girl, we're, we're acting. That was a couple of weeks ago. We're not acting right yeah, now. Yeah, that was, I was like, okay, okay, okay. She says George's dad finally came to support her when he came to one of her shows. And Bosco says that when she came out to her parents, they were like, okay, we can still love you, but don't talk about it. And I know that feeling. That's, that was my life for a very long time. And mm-hmm. it didn't have to be. And it was a lot of miscommunication. But again, everyone has a story in both these panels mm-hmm. that someone watching the show can relate to. And here we are now. There it is. 
Her dad didn't want her or her siblings to feel unsafe, and that was coming from a place of fear and made them insecure in his masculinity. Her dad is on the track, but he still isn't there. Drag is the antidote to toxic masculinity, according to Bosco. Hmm. George is going to attempt a joke saying, if you're toxic and masculine, meet her in the parking lot as she has a couple of words for them. I was like, okay, where are we going here? Are, we, are you going to yeah. fight them or are you going to blow them? I'm not really sure what we're doing oh here. Um, they bashed on men, so now they're going to talk about turn-ons. The topic is turned over to the resident dick dog, Diabetti. She is an expert because her turn-on is WWE with the Chris Jericho's and the Rock and the John Cena's. Um, she was so enthralled watching them on TV, getting nose-to-nose drenched to sweat wearing little tiny outfits with rock hard nipples her mission was to find a wwe smackdown wrestler but now she needs a man with a mind like bill nye the science guy and the nipples like carson kressley <laughs> funny um were you ever a wwe fan not no even close no wrestling for you no absolutely not <laughs> i was not like a big fan but apparently like when i was younger apparently like i would watch it and i had like a couple of the action figures yeah the action figures of the ladies were kind yeah jasmine is turned on by a gamer she loves someone who gets down with someone who games at midnight um and i i think we all know a lot of gamers mm-hmm. myself included yeah what's your what's your number one game uh my number one game or what i'm playing right now but your favorite Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is nice. absolutely everything. Or I'm, if anyone has the PS5, this thing, Bug Snacks. Bug okay. Snacks is a great fucking game. It's like a body horror game in children's packaging. It's fucking great. It's super queer. It's really fun. Highly, Love that. highly recommend. And it's got a really fun dark ending. Play Bug Ooh. Snacks. Play Bug Snacks. It's my favorite game. George is turned on by a a guy taller than her, which apparently is not too hard. She just wants some flavor. Bosco likes hefty and furrier. She is going to be building a bear. (laughs) Overall, I thought this team was not the best compared to the other one, but I think Bosco was good. Um, For me, she dominated a little more, but I think she was compensating for the fear of what the others were going to say. I would agree. Just because she's the most funny, funny out of not that I, I find Jasmine very funny. I find Daya situationally funny. I think Bosco is generally just a funny absolutely person. Yeah, the other three were there and just called on. But let's move on to the runway. The category is shoulder That's pads. Right. In honor of the runway, we will play bold shoulder or cold shoulder. Great. Deja Sky, hair by Jesus. Bold jacket. shoulder. <laughs> jacket and hat by Emma Femme Brulee. I hate this. I hate it. It didn't. I didn't like it. It felt ill-fitting. I cringed. I think the idea was great. I thought she looked so good. I think the way the shoulder pads sat, it made her look like she had a coat hanger stuck inside of her. I thought she looked great. Uh, Proportions are fully camp. The reference is expensive, but once again, the execution of Deja's runway for me is leaving much to be desired. You loved it. What did you love about it? What what? everything everything it was one of my favorite one race that she's done all right all right nicole asked if deja is coming for whoopie's gig at the view as she kept it moving and made it funny and educational michelle says she did a good job keeping it moving although she was stiff at times but when she gave into it it was great 
Michelle says they look for the ridiculous, the extra wink, and that's what turns her on. Carson lo- lives for the look as it's high drag and camp and sense of humor. Rue says that this is what they expect with the shoulder pads. You give it a bold shoulder, I'm going to give it a cold shoulder, but it doesn't matter. The audience agrees with you. 72% bold shoulder, 28% cold shoulder. Next, Lady Camden. Look by Lady Hyde. Hair by Wigs by Tips. Nutcracker Head by Stephen Inskeep. Nails by Crex Nails. This is Silly Camp. The headpiece is so arts and crafts, but when she removes it, she looks spectacular. Red is a brilliant color on her. The blend of masculine and feminine is wonderful. Is this a strong look? Not really, but it's done right. I'm going to give it a gold shoulder. A gold shoulder. Nice, right in the middle. Not my favorite. Not, not, not my favorite. It was simple. Nice. Yeah. The audience, 71% bold shoulder, 29% cold shoulder. Next, we have Willow Pill, hair by Sexy Sadie, suit by Evelyn Evermore. I think there are elements of this look that I really enjoyed, but mm-hmm. she is such a petite body. Um, she needed to really elevate those shoulders um, because agree. on her, they just, they, they were nothing at the moment. The hair is punk, but I also loathe it. Uh, no more rat tails. I hate rat tails. I can't do it. I can't do it. so funny. Um, that stone pinstripe is sexy. Yeah. I'm here for it. I would say 98% bold, 2% cold because I wanted a bigger shoulder. However, yeah. the rest is great. Michelle says, with something like shoulder pads, that's Mama Rue saying, do it big. She thinks she could have gone bigger with the look. Carson says the look is gorgeous. He loves the construction of it, but wanted more shoulder pads. He says that she is relatable while allowing natural room to laugh and joke about it and not take the situation too seriously. Nicole says that she knows how to tell a joke. She knows a setup and a punch and calls her honest. Rue learned more about her and it was on point with her outlook on life. She was transcending the darkness. She tells her that she gets more and more fierce when she gets out there. Bold shoulder for me. I'm here for it. Bold shoulder. Audience, 75% bold shoulder, 25% cold shoulder. Angeria, Paris, Van Michaels. Look by Unique Creations Nails by Southerly Sweet Nails. She really is now doing the reference portion of her package. We're getting all the looks in a row that are references to something else. It is Club Kid. Uh, Lee Bowery was very the houndstooth and everything fun. Yes, yeah. I love a good houndstooth moment, but I love more when a garment is lined i could not stand that the bottom was not lined because you saw right through it did not love the clashing houndstooth uh why are you giving cape with no lining it just it was white it made it feel cheap i'll give it a cold shoulder because i wanted more out of her at this point she is brilliant and i will be nitpicking her because i really think she could win i'll give it a bold shoulder i liked it guess what the audience 50-50, 50-50, split right in the middle. That's fair. That's Next fair. up, Bosco, hair by Kalina Marcos. I was totally getting Jubilee from X-Men. Yes, from X-Men! I adore. Um, love the glasses mirroring the shape of the shoulders. I think if she leaned into Jubilee look instead of, you know, full-on brawn panties, it would have felt a little more complete and cohesive. That being said, I love that hair. That hair color is so good on her. And the cut. I loved it. Michelle says it is simple for her. It's a broad panties and a raincoat. And Michelle calls her fucking hilarious. 
Carson loves the bronze bustier and the eyewear. He says she was a superstar and a standout in the group. He says every good talk show host needs to be an exquisite listener. She was in it and living it. She was able to listen and react, making her comedy so natural. Rue calls it very Dale Bazio, who is the lead singer of Missing Persons. And I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know their reference. Mm-hmm. Rue says that she was born to do moderating and hosting. And Nicole says she was really funny and it wasn't rehearsed. I love this look. I thought this was one of the Me better too. looks. It's a bold shoulder. Bold shoulder, Jubilee. We love. I love the it. Audience, the audience, 53% bold shoulder, uh, 47% cold shoulder. I know. Clearly people were not watching X-Men Next Class. Um, who is your favorite? That, not, uh, right, that was the cartoon, the '90s one, a next class, first class. What was it? The '90s one, I think, was just called X Men. The one that's coming back, the re, the, the yeah. rebooting. I think it's just X. I thought it was. I thought there was a. a First, a, there a, was another uh, one after. I think, but the main main one where Jubilee was like with the Sentinels and everything. Mm-hmm. That was just X Men. I love Rogue. Rogue is iconic. Also, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Fun fact: technically, an an, uh, uh, an X Men. Yes, she is. It's all there, Quicksilver. Come on, we are Marvel, Disney. You are able to do it. Make it good. You've already introduced um, Evan Peters. You can make it happen. No, bring back John, uh, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and his big old dick. <laughs> you can see all it online. Saying, it's great. I have, I have not, but I'm gonna go find that later. No, but all I'm saying is that there, there, the world is there. You're also introducing Daredevil. Not Daredevil, I'm, I'm, I'm Deadpool. And, mm-hmm. and that was part of the other Marvel. It, it, it can happen. It can happen. I'm just saying, Wanda, Scarlet Witch. I'm going to correct. I'm going to say Scarlet Witch because that's how I knew her for um years until she became Wanda. Yeah. Um, Scarlet Witch is my favorite X Men. Her and Rogue are my, my girlies. And Storm. Oh my God, Storm. Of course, Storm. Yeah. Storm's iconic. All right. Georges. Look by Jesus for Godoy. Hair by Edward Scissorhands. I love my little pocket twink, but ill-fitting look is not going to work. This was not shoulder pads. It just did not work. I got this Selena reference. I just needed the shoulders to puff and not be like in the general arm area. Yeah, it was not as shoulder-centric as it could be. Apparently, she's not good at definition. She doesn't know what a moderator is. She doesn't know what chaps are, and she doesn't know what shoulder pads uh. are. <laughs> it's okay. Um, She always looks good in the face, though. Her beat is uh, so beautiful. Stunning. Carson says the silhouette is gorgeous. He loves that it's a jumpsuit in the panel. He thinks he she receded a little bit. Michelle says the material catches the light, but she doesn't get shoulder pads from it. She gets puffy shoulders. She thinks she was self-conscious. Nicole says it was a panel and she could have just been speaking, uh, saying that speaking is hard today. Reset and start over. Rue says she would stumble on her words early in her career, but now she doesn't care. It just comes with time. The thing she does in the runway, though, when she applies it with everything, she will rule the world. So that's that's the fact. You know what? We're, we're talking about um, Willy Wonka and the Golden Ticket on this show. If, if Georges has the Golden Ticket, she is going to be the host next year. She is going to be Charlie. Getting Charlie Bucket. She is getting that factory. <laughs> Georges' drag race. Yeah, I'll give it the outfit. I'll give a cold shoulder. Loved the fabric, loved the fit, just didn't meet the prompt. I agree. It's cold shoulder. Audience, 35% bold shoulder, 65% cold shoulder. Mm-hmm. Next up, Jasmine Kennedy. Look by Fruiting Kant. Nails by Daniel Marandola. Gloves by Tasty. Hair by Jasmine. The neon mm-hmm. green married the black is so exciting. It is different for Jasmine. The hair is so cunt. I think the shoulder pads are good and fashionable. 
She is stomping that stage like a badass. This might be one of my favorite looks from her. I would agree. She looked spectacular. Yeah. Loved it. Carson loves the look on her. It's well edited and sleek in the panel. He was getting Nancy Reagan as a magician. He thinks <laughs> she receded a bit, thinking it's a confidence thing. He says, exhale, relax, and just have a conversation. Nicole loves the shoulder pads, calling it a dream. In the panel, she did think she was charismatic, but didn't get enough of her. Michelle says she aged herself by 20 years. She says she's young and sassy, and that's what she wanted. She wants the playfulness. I love it. I'll give bold shoulder. Bold shoulder, 100%. Audience, though, no, no, no. They were 59% bold shoulder, 41% cold shoulder. Rude as hell. She looked fucking great. She looked fucking great. And finally, Diabetti, look by Crystal Method and Lux Queen, hair by Ghastly Wigs. Love the Mad Max references she's pulling. She's Mm -hmm. really leaning into the bald head this episode. I think the pattern is a little busy, which allows your eye to be distracted from the flaws of it. That being said, it's grunge, it's punks. This is Diabetti. Yeah, she's great. I love the, the 80s, the 80s rocker. Carson says she was personal and relatable. Nicole loved her panel outfit. Michelle enjoyed the WWE stuff because wrestlers are drag queens. And Daya says WWE is what she watched with her drag and what, what she wants with her drag. And it comes to play in her drag. Mm-hmm. I will give it a bold shoulder. Not my favorite, bold but shoulder. I thought it worked. Me too. Audience, 45% bold shoulder, 55% cold okay. shoulder. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I would like to make mention of Manny Morphis's, um what she would have worn on the run. Oh, the linebacker? I thought that was funny. I was like, could you yeah, get any straighter? Funny. I'm here for it. That's camp. That's funny. Well, they competed as teams. They're going to be judged as individuals. Rue calls Deja, Willow, Bosco, Georges, Jasmine, and Daya forward as the tops. And bottoms, leaving Lady Camden and Nigeria safe. Mm-hmm. She's going to decide that Bosco is the winner of the week. Deja, Willow, and Daya are safe. And Jasmine and Georges are the bottom two. Do you agree with all this assessment? Sure. Sure. I think I might have given Deja the win. I think I preferred her a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Bosco was a bit snappier with the the comedy. I will yeah. say, I for me, it felt like Bosco and Friends as opposed to Daya. Yes, Deja being I a moderator on a panel. So, but either way, they both were great. It was the right top two here. It is going to be a dancing diva showdown. The song is "Something's Got a Hold on Me" by Etta James. Great choice. Love it. Um, I expected a really bigger dance song for this moment, but. We got two 22-year-olds trying to do an old-school classic. I loved it. And I think Jasmine connected to the song a little more, but I was overall entertained by both of them. I would agree. Have you performed this song before? No, never. I do would like you? this song, though. Uh, I'll do the Christina one from Burlesque. There it is. I was like, there are a million different uh, renditions of it. You could totally find one. Since we want this season to last half of 2022, Rue decides that the babies will both stay. Why not? Double save when there's chocolate? Wah, wah. How did you feel about that? I said we got another Georgia's Jobs and Lipson coming down the pipeline. Sounds great to me. Yeah, I mean, for that respect, I'm here for it. But does it cheapen the, the chocolate reveal at all? I don't know. I can't find those chocolate bars anywhere, so I don't know how cheap they are. <laughs> I actually have. I'll send you the link. Um, they're not sold by World of Wonder people. Do not get it twisted. This is not a publicity thing. They're not selling these. 
It's on an actual chocolate website. Work. All right, let's go know. through I, Untucked. Oh, go ahead. I didn't watch Untucked. All right, you know what? Let's not go through Untucked. That's fine with me. It was actually the most boring Untucked in the world this week. Okay, um, I'm glad I didn't watch it. It was kind. Of, look, I'll give. I'll give the 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 the, the Cliff Notes version. Yeah, the Cliff. cliff um, stuff. basically, I joked that Angeria and Lady Camden were safe simply because they th- they wanted the two of them to hook up, and we're hoping maybe they'd smooch in the um, workroom. Huh. Um, did not happen. Um, but yeah, there, there, it was really just boring. There was nothing to discuss, and and you had Nicole coming back for a little bit, which was kind of uh, nice uh-huh. to hear her. Um, the only other thing that we did get, we had the first time all season, we got a video message from Angeria's parents. Oh, I'm sad I missed that. Um, they love her so much. It was so sweet. And it was kind of cool to see Angeria kind of get vulnerable for a moment because we don't get to see that. I wish I thought maybe I'll watch it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cute. It was really fun. Uh, the one funny moment that Nicole shared was that people compare think she was on the show a lot last season because they compare, they thought she was Lonnie love. Uh, no, no, oh my two God. different people, two different people. Um, but, but yeah, she was, she was on a couple. She, she was on two episodes. Yeah. She was she on was two on episodes couple. for uh, 13, but I got some burning questions to wrap this up. Are you ready? Yes. In the pantheon of Sashay, you both stay. Where does one fall? I would say a healthy in the middle. Yeah. I think it's better than um, the Simone Candy Muse of last season. I'm glad they both stayed, though. Yeah. Good TV. We love good TV. We love good TV. All right. Next week, it's Snatch Game. And we have some choices. Who are you worried about and who are you excited about? I'm going to withhold because I've heard some rumors. Okay. Okay. I, I may have not on purpose, not on purpose, stumbled across some Reddit things. Uh-huh. So I'm going to withhold. All I'm going to say that I am very excited for this episode. And if you want to come watch with me, I will be at, at the Wallace in Harlem on Friday night with my drag mother, Kiki Ball Change. We will both be giving you two Snatch Game characters that night. If you want I'm to come excited. out have a good that time. It's a mommy-daughter show. Good food, good drinks. We'll be dancing on the bar. Will you be doing one of your Snatch Game characters as a mother-daughter? I will be doing someone I aforementioned today. Okay, okay. I was like, it'll be a mommy-daughter show. It'll be great. It would be a perfect moment to get Judy and Liza. Yeah, we could do a Judy and Liza. We could do... um, Chris and Kim. Yeah. Oh, that'd be funny, actually. But I would be Chris and she would be Kim. <laughs> um, after nine episodes, the winner of the season is? Willow. I think Willow, I, Bosco, Angeria. I, I feel I Willow's really up there. I think um, Angeria's really up there. But at the same time, I like last week, I was like, I'm still here for Camden. I'm still here for Camden. This episode oh, yeah, yeah. there. Um, though, I if it, I mean, it's all we saw in the teaser. We know who she's doing for her character. That could be one of the greatest Snatch Game characters if she does it well. Who? She's doing Shakespeare. That's great. It could be brilliant. I hope it is. I will see. Think we will see. Listen, any and I when wait. I think of Shakespeare now, I think of Christian Borle. But um, God, I <laughs> hate Shakespeare. Oh, I love it. 
Well, where can we find you on the social media, the Venmo, and tell us all those projects once again. Okay, so on Venmo and Instagram, at Hanukkah Lewinsky, H-A-N-U-K-A-H-L-E-W-I-N-S-K-Y. On Twitter, I'm Hanukkah Lewinsk, because there's a character limit, so it's the same spelling, just no Y. Um, if you want to find me weekly, I am Mondays at 10, 30, 11, at the Duplex down in the village. Uh, if you want to see me on Friday, I'm doing the Drag Race viewing party at, at the Wallace in Harlem on 148th and Broadway with my drag mother, Kiki Well Change. We're giving shows, we're giving mommy daughter. We start at around 7.30, do a number two before Drag Race, drag show after the show. Um, and March 24th, we're in Brooklyn for our inaugural uh, Hustle, which is going to be a, a seasonal disco party. Uh, bring your 70s best. Rest as if it's 1973. Uh, it's disco all night with DJ Mike Borowski, hosted by Kiki Ball Change and Nani Tsunami, and featuring performances by both of them, as well as me, Janae Sequa, Jax, and Islea. Um, we are also doing it in par- partnership with Abek Moi, which is a new group. You can check them out on Instagram that is centering around uh, women and trans and non binary people in, in creating a safe space here in New York City nightlife for people who aren't cis gay men, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And we're very excited to partner with them. Uh, it's a $3 bill in Brooklyn on March 24th. All of this is on my Instagram. This is so exciting to pitch stuff. I haven't been able to pitch this much stuff before. It feels great. <laughs> um, if you're Jewish or if, you, if you're Jewish by injection, I'm doing a Purim party next week uh, with Jewish queer youth. The Boshti Ball. Fun. What else? What else? What other? What else can I plug? You're booked and blessed. Yeah, she's she's it's shaping up to be a nice march. Nice. Well, Hanukkah, you know I love you. Uh, this was so much fun. Thanks this for being great. here. Thank you for having me. The biggest thanks to Hanukkah for being here. Subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymecoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.